Well, <laughs> speaking of feeling great, tonight on Rogue Padron, is this friendship? Tragic backstory. Twilight becomes the Hunters. Oh, that sounds like a really cool YA novel. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Dance party. Laughter. Wow, some nice moments. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6 standing by. Rogue 7 standing by. Rogue 9 standing by. I really like how is this friendship and tragic backstory just kind of melded into one point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's... that's what that's what friendship means, right? It's like yes. it's sharing your tragic you backstory. Tell somebody your tragic backstory, yeah, right. That's what yeah, you do absolutely. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when you move from like acquaintance level to friendship level one. Right? You know? Do you and know then... my sorrows? Well, now we're friends, so you're gonna. <laughs> oh God! So that means like all of my Twitter followers are my friends, apparently. <laughs> well, yeah. Some Twitter followers sure act like it. <laughs> Anyway, hello, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying nice things about us. I guess. <laughs> Welcome to season seventeen, mission six, episode one hundred and thirty-six of 16. Rogue Padron. It's fine. No one cares. What mission sixteen? Oh, it's mission sixteen. Season sixteen, mission six. <laughs> Wait, did I change it what? to seventeen instead of I mission seven? Did. No, it's mission six. It no, it's mission, mission six. six. We're fine. Yeah. You just want to change something up in there. <laughs> Truly, it doesn't matter. The wiki yes, people will get it right, and it's fine. We're fine. Okay, well, welcome. Tonight, we're continuing with Twilight Padron, chapters 24 through 26 of Twilight Company by Mr. Alexander Freed. But before we jump into that, you actually know our hosts, um, so this is not going to be a quick reminder of your hosts, but here's a quick reminder of what you can do to... Uh, support black lives matter during this time in which america is on fire literally so the first thing you can do is donate some money there's bail funds for basically any city that had a protest um and there's other black organizations gofundmes anything of the sort just give some pennies even if it's five bucks because that's all you can give five bucks adds up um so put your money where your mouth is. Um, number two, again, with money, shop black businesses, artists, and creators, and also stop supporting people who have stayed silent or criticized the protests or have a history of racism on their platforms because they all suck. This one is so easy. You literally don't have to do anything. You, you don't. Don't support the bad people. Right. <laughs> That's don't all give you have to them do. your money. It's um, kind of like when there's a global pandemic and all you're being asked to do is, like, sit at home and not do anything, and that's how you save the day. <laughs> right. You're a hero because you unsubscribe from PewDiePie. Like, just do it. Oh my god, please. If any of our <laughs> listeners actually subscribe to that fucker, like, get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> Number three is to listen to and amplify black voices. Um, don't center everything that's going around around your non-black experience. Um, allies and your opinion can be important 
to share, but we need to put black people, black voices, black safety, and black experiences first. Um, and number four, rush up on your history. And this is especially, this works for all of our listeners, even the ones outside of the U.S., because if you're in a Eurocentric country, I bet that there's some racism. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see Kiwis stop say like acting like we're so much better when we're not. Um, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learn your own history. Everyone in like Europe right now, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Um, even there have been anti-police protests in Japan because of racism. Uh, China right now is basically taking everything away from Hong Kong. Like, no country is exempt from police brutality and institutions that are inherently discriminatory. So there's a lot of history you probably don't know. There's a lot of history that I don't know. We all need to brush up on it. Uh, number five, let black people rest. <laughs> Uh, don't ask them how they are. Don't Seriously. ask them to explain or educate you. Don't share videos of the police killing black people. Like, we, as non-black people, have to do the heavy lifting sometimes. And, like, this is the time in which we need to. Um, so they will share what they want to share. And it's our job to amplify that. And then do what we need to to educate ourselves and those people around us. And last but not least, take an actual stance. (laughs) Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your followers how you feel about this. That Black Lives Matter and that uh, the police are not great right now, um, if they ever were. But anyway, um, you can at least say that, you know you are you are against racism that you are learning to be more anti-racist and don't be silent you need to question the people around you who are silent or who do criticize the protests and what's going on right now because they are more likely to listen to you than they are to any stranger there's my dei lesson that's a good one it's one people need to learn thank you meg you're welcome so speaking of taking a stand mm-hmm. i have a question about star wars great <laughs> today star wars took a stand oh boy they said we are gonna hire black creators they said we are going to make up for our history of racism by um employing only you know black voices and and raising black storytellers and we are going to address the racist history that is like well entrenched in this franchise and we're going to donate millions of dollars to organize (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) star wars tweeted a graphic that looked like it was made on microsoft word yeah denny this looks like a denny graphic i haven't I haven't seen this. I've seen you. Wow. I'm kidding. Your graphics are way better than this. I make better graphics. No, than your that. graphics are way better. This is just an excuse like, for me no to say heat. your graphics are better. Brutal. <laughs> I haven't seen the actual graphics, so I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm just, hey, I'm going to hold it up to the camera for you. It looks it like is this. white oh, yeah, text it's, with it's a that. black background. It okay, what bad. the hell? It's like barely any words. Uh, honestly, I'm shocked that they said anything at all. I didn't expect them to. So I guess first question, I have, I have a question matter. about this, but the pre-question is, would it have better been better for them to have not said anything at all than what they did? It would be or better for is, them to say nothing. Is a half-assed and... attempt better than nothing? 
I don't know. I don't, no, dis- it doesn't a, really a matter what they do, honestly. <laughs> like a, ha- <laughs> a half-assed, disingenuous attempt to get on the what seems to be like the bandwagon yeah. of t- of corporations talking about this, when in reality they don't give a shit. Mm. That's like I'm sure there are people just keeping your yeah. mouth shut. I'm sure there are people in the company who like were pushing to have something like this because they genuinely care. But Disney does not give a shit. Um, Disney's right. not going to try and like take down this system because it serves them like it's there to help them thrive and right they're not they're not gonna actually do anything like it doesn't matter what they say people who are like why won't star wars say anything like they this is what star wars is literally about it's like yes the stories are important and like but there's only so far the stories can go and especially when the stories are owned by like monopoly multi-million multi-billion dollar companies um right like it'd be better to say nothing at all and then like them actually make an effort like actually spend money and like a lot of money and help people in that way but it's not going to happen like that's not that's not what these corporations are here for they're not your friends they're not your allies no they are not your friends no corporation is going to be even minorly inconvenienced for the benefit of a marginal no like the the only good statement that i've seen from a big company was from target saying that we can afford the repairs. We're not losing money. We mm. actually support like whatever happened, and that was holy like, the shit. Only I thing did like... not know they did that, but that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah I didn't see that either. Um, and that that's... was like the day after I think um, that one Target got um, broken into. Um, but that is everything else from like Glossier and <laughs> Netflix and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I get it because it feels kind of like the new thoughts and prayers right it's the new thoughts and prayers um yeah totally because and even again like netflix saying that they're donating a million dollars that's like point zero 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 like six percent of their yearly worth right like they're worth Mm -hmm. 15 billion dollars why did you go for six why, why did you, you you put all those zeros there and then instead of going one you went for six because I, I saw a number and i think it actually is six <laughs> okay <laughs> like it's the i don't uh, like it's so people are throwing around the word performative a lot lately i mean lately it, because these last three days have seemed like one million years mm-hmm. um but like they're it's not quite being used correctly when an individual person, whether they are, you know, they have a fairly fine audience, like, on social media because they podcast or because of X, Y, or Z, like, comes out and says that, like, you know, they are pro-Black Lives Matter or whatever than that. Like, there is a difference between I haven't had to say this before, but now I know I have to say it um versus things that these companies are doing which like the comp whatever big company is doing that is performative that is 100 percent performative mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are not being affected at all <laughs> yeah them saying these things like there's nothing they this. don't have to do anything to say this they don't have do to do to anything they don't have to follow through with anything they're like donating- three white dudes in nebraska are gonna unfollow their twitter accounts right yeah. like like they, they don't are- care they're still gonna make money Right. It's actual appeasement. It's it's their tactic of saying, well, because we said this, we don't actually have to put any effort into following up on it. People will just assume that maybe we are. Um, and like, that's 
that's the problem. That's why it's performative because they are not actually going to do anything now or in the future to actually support these communities. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's kind of hard for some people to get because Star Wars does represent a lot of these like themes of of things that are directly happening right now, and it's mm-hmm. really hard to kind of like sep- separate the company that makes those the stories and the company that makes those stories. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like Star Wars could not care less about representation. Star Wars could not Clearly. care less about any about any of this because they still make money because people go see their movies anyway. They don't care. Like and any and and something like this is just them. To me, it reads as them just trying to, like, appease people who might have been mad at them on Twitter if they didn't say anything otherwise. And also, yes, a lot of these themes are in Star Wars, but look again at the casts. These are predominantly still white stories. Mm -hmm. These Mm -hmm. are white stories of rebellion. And, like, there are some, you know, black or other POC characters that support them, but this is predominantly a white story. And black people and other people of color and minority stand-ins like aliens are still all treated as second class in Star Wars. And so like and so like yes, Star Wars is about that, but also Star Wars is fundamentally racist. <laughs> It's the most palatable version of a revolutionary story, right? Right. It would be it, like it's it's a it's it's the kind of thing that won't ruffle anybody's. Fa- it's not actually taking a stand against anything. No. Yeah, and I mean, even if the story was like less palatable of a revolution, like even if it was like super edgy, like mm-hmm. story of a revolution, if it's if there's still racism going on behind the scenes, it doesn't matter. Right. Like it, yeah, it's like cool, cool story, so racist. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool space fantasy, still racist. Right. Well, again, like, very, like, we all laughed and it was extremely charming, but like, Billy D. Williams on the Star Wars Celebration Orlando State, not Orlando, Chicago stage, like, talking about, like, why was Lando vilified so much for what he did in Empire Strikes Back, even yeah. though he did turn around extremely quickly and, like, help save the day. I wonder why. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, nobody vilifies Han anywhere near as much for being so me no. too. Right. Like, and Han like, also Lando left, was doing like, what he could to, like, protect For a his whole population of people, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone on his station that he had a responsibility for. Like, yes, it's bad to turn in our heroes to the Empire, but again, it's that choice of... These one or two people versus thousands of lives that I am mm-hmm. directly responsible for, right? And, but everyone was like, no, Lando sucks. Lando's, Lando's a jerk. And it's like, no, you're just racist. <laughs> yep. What a shock. Lando's great. Nobody died. <laughs> like, Lando's and I, amazing. And I, and I think it's really important to un- try your absolute best to unlearn those behaviors and thoughts mm-hmm. because that there was a point in my life when i was like yeah lando sucks the more i thought about it i'm like now why do i think that that's because i love han solo and mm-hmm. it, and it's 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 things like that where I, I feel like you have to take a very deep look at yourself and think about why your initial gut reaction to something is 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 one way and and <laughs> learning to be less 
racist is in is a like active process you have mm-hmm. to take as a person and i think it's really important to... and a lifelong process yep. yeah mm-hmm. it's it's you don't, it's a you never... don't ever achieve anti-racism nope that's you, not yeah, how it yeah works. it's you work towards yeah exactly and it's i'm not unfortunately it's not like duolingo where you can just like check off you know progress as you go <laughs> right. like as much as like i am so inclined as a person like anything that i want to do i want to be able to like check off my progress right. like put it in a spreadsheet and highlight things as i do them. and like having learning that like this is not one of those things was was is i mean i still struggle with that to this day because it's like i want to achieve my goals and that is one of my goals and, and it's an unachievable goal because it's it's about a larger system than just like me and and like it's not about getting kudos for like yeah yeah for, like i, I don't know how to define, like, how do you, how do you of... like what are you achieving what are you like just <laughs> your 120 day know. streak of being not racist exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i get a little plaque to put on my wall i was not racist for 120 days straight <laughs> Oh my god! But that and oops, I, I had a slip. But at least I got my plaque for the 120 day yeah, streak, right? Fine. I just got to start over. <laughs> I said a heated gamer right. gamer moment. Oh, I'm a so what? sorry. Uh, a heated Seth. gamer moment. I just realized oh, that like none of you will get that reference except for maybe nope. Ash. Seth. Uh, I mean, Ash is listening over there. So yeah. uh, there was a there was a streamer who uh, said a very bad word, a very 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 racist bad word, um, and then tried to blame it on it being a heated gamer moment, and he was just like. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No, because why is that the word that comes into your head exactly. if you're having a heated moment? Yeah, exactly. This is not the first time you've ever said that word. Yep. <laughs> so let's do a bit not have uh, heated gamer Mm-mm. moments and Mm-mm. show our asses. <laughs> Everyone's showing their whole ass. Well, and that's- but and and oh, sorry. I, I got heated there. Oh. <laughs> and if you do have a heated gamer moment, like, instead of defending yourself and saying, well, oops, I just got up at the heat of the moment, but I'm a good person, you, like, you address that, acknowledge, like, why was that the word that came up? Like, talk mm-hmm. about it, examine it, like, it's there. I don't think that I've ever personally, at least not recently, like, had a heated gamer moment, but, like, if I do, then I want to, like, I want to understand where that came from, and, and I think that, you know, the instinct is to immediately be like, no, I didn't say that, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, but, like, it happened, and, and we all have these moments, like, maybe not saying words necessarily, but I still have racist moments all the time, because that's the society that I was raised in, and, and, like, rather than run away from it, like, I just have to address it and figure out, like, why did it happen, analyze it, and, and, and do what I can to, you know, move away from that going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like you're allowed, you're allowed to learn things. And I think, I think a lot of our societies everywhere teach you that like making mistakes or getting caught doing something you shouldn't be doing is like makes you a bad person, like indefinitely. And um, we have to learn that, like, we don't need to lean into that. <laughs> like, you can learn from it. Like, all behavior is learned. And some of it is learned from, like, basically the beginning um, mm-hmm. of, like, being raised in your consciousness. But there's a lot more propaganda have... than we realize happening. Right. Yeah. But, like, you still have the power to fight against that. And it's difficult and it's hard and it's uncomfortable but like it is our job to be uncomfortable and learn through those things like our job as non-black people um as the people who are not being discriminated against um to sit with that and understand our privilege 
and what we need to do in order to be better. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out the best way to segue into this. Good Star Wars uh, question. Honestly, speaking of learning to do better for the people that deserve it, let's talk about Twilight Company. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I figured it out. I got there. We did. Is um, this 26 or 27? Sorry. 26. It is. Okay. It was going to be 27 and then I got to 26 and I was like, nah, it's going to be 26. <laughs> um, also, I realized that the actual chapter numbers match up so that it is 27 next week. Like, that's what it was meant to be originally. I just oh, screwed perfect. up last week. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I caught my own mistakes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Good job. You're well on your way to being anti-racist. <laughs> The Duolingo bird is just going to be like, check. (laughs) You've started your one day streak. (laughs) That's like the new gold star. So like the new what? The new gold star. Because like I I work uh, for a diversity, equity, inclusion team um, in a higher education institute. And like all of our team is people of color. And so we talk a lot about how like. There are a lot of people who, like, just want their, like, I'm not racist gold stars, right? <laughs> who, like, mm-hmm. are trying to just mm-hmm. be like, look, I have a black friend. Or being like, I taught a subject and I included a black artist. Um, or things like that. And so we're like, oh, great. Here's your gold star. And, like, the, <laughs> the Duolingo anti-racist owl is, like, the gold star. Like, you yeah. did it. Here's a cookie and a pat on the back. Like, keep going. <laughs> we join Tabor and Prelate Verge on the Alokar sector once again, nine days before Operation Ringbreaker. Captain Tabor agrees that the crew who failed taking the Thunderstrike deserve punishment, but he's really not keen on Prelate Verge's idea of punishment, which is calibrating the interrogator droids on the people being punished. Not good. Very okay. not good. Uh, I thought we were. I thought we were uh, transitioning into our fantasy book here. <laughs> Yike. Yeah. Um, Tabor has actually started to like spending time with Verge. I think part of it is because Verge is extremely <laughs> charming. It. Oh God! You ship it. <laughs> <laughs> that age difference, Danny. Oh my God. Nice. Uh, whatever. <laughs> there, there are, there are more, more. Uh, their age is the uh, least concerning part. It's the least of the problems here, I think. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, I think a big part of it is that Verge is, like, really charming and seems sincerely, like, interested in Tabor's life and Tabor as a person. Yeah. Um, and so he's, like, you know, started to like being around him. Uh, things are still tense, though, because Tabor doesn't approve of the disciplinary measures that Verge uses. Verge actually acknowledges that Tabor's methods might actually be better, but the Empire's machine has already been built, and he's simply following in Palpatine's footsteps. Yeah, I'm going to read this because I hate myself. Apparently, that's fine. I decided. Anytime that you find yourself following in Palpatine's footsteps, you're probably on the right track, so that's fine. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Gotta remember how to do this freaking. I can't believe I made myself do this. <laughs> you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, truly. I have nobody to blame but myself. Quite literally. Yeah. Oh God, that's my life. Okay. The Emperor has constructed a new society, a new way of living. My duty is not to lay its foundation, but to live as our Emperor commands, as a member of the civilization that you so deftly engineered. What does the Emperor demand of each of us, Captain? Total loyalty and total obedience. 
For so long as our loyalty and obedience are absolute, our excesses can do no harm to our master. My generation will be glorious slaves, Captain. And while Lord Vader believes himself the Emperor's first acolyte, I believe I am the first true child of the Empire. Ew. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Ew. Virgis Slurgoras. I really am sad that your landlord didn't walk past during that. I think they might actually just be outside my door right now, so... (laughs) (laughs) I can hear footsteps out there. (laughs) Um... Tavor realizes that Verge is actually extremely scared of failure because if total loyalty comes from achieving the Emperor's goals, then any mistakes are pretty much treason. He tries to console Verge and agrees that they can't fail capturing Chalice a second time. Yeah. <sighs> Planet Anchoril. Three days before Operation Ringbreaker. The Thunderstrike and Apollana's promise both have no ability to handle interstellar communication right now, so Bran and Amir hunt for parts to make something they can try to reach High Command with. But while Ankerol's people are willing to turn a blind eye to Twilight, so, like, not reporting them to the officials or whatever, uh, they're not actually willing to get involved with Twilight, so they can't find shit. Instead of finding someone willing, they decide to go to plan B, which is someone unwilling. They hold up a shop owner, and Bran sees something that makes the proprietor actually get what they want for them. When Namir asks what she told the alien, she doesn't tell him, but she says that the alien thought they were a couple. Namir laughs. Bless him. Bless his little heart. Aww. <laughs> little baby Namir. For the record, Brand is a lesbian. Yeah, absolutely. Like she, so she's canonically, she's canonically an ace lesbian. Yeah. Hell yeah. So is Namir. So is Namir. Yeah. <laughs> canonically. Canonically. <laughs> Namir doesn't actually know what to do to give Twilight what he thinks it needs, and the burden is weighing on him heavily. They basically just have to hope the Alliance gets their messages and replies. The senior staff rotate comm duty because they can't risk missing any small window of opportunity. Namir walks into Hal's office to find Von Gies talking to a hologram of someone from the Alliance. Leia's alive, but missing. Von Gies asks if there's anyone from command they can talk to or if there are any standing orders for survivors. Nope. Nothing. Nothing at all. The boy wishes them luck. They're alone. Great. It's great. Chalice is camped out in Hal's quarters. She's sketching when Namir arrives. He has no idea how talking to her will go, but he needs her advice. She once told him she'd overthrow the Empire just to get her comfy life back. He tells her that she and Twilight are still stuck together, and she has nowhere else to go. She asks if Namir's become a true believer, and he's like, no, but he can't abandon his people. He waits a while for her to say something more, then gives up and turns to leave. Of course, she finally speaks, telling him that she grew up like he did. Uh, poor, terrible backwater. He tells her that his planet was called Crucible which we have visited many times now. Chalice's mother tried to sell her to the Trade Federation when she was six years old. She was too small for the captain to buy her, and the captain of the ship gave her a packet of Nectros crystals out of pity. Yuck. <laughs> cool. I mean, they seem nice. The Trade Federation? <laughs> no, no, the the crystals. Sorry. Oh! <laughs> I was like... <laughs> You know, that's the one. We that's know the, the one trade that, federation. Not that's the trade the one federation. Thing I, that's the one thing I got out of the Phantom Menace is that the trade federation <laughs> is just nice. It's kind of nice. That's, I, feel, I feel like that's why George Lucas really wanted to show their humanity in, in that, you know, first of the Star Wars episodes. Yeah. With all so of the humans. Them, they're, they're nice. They're nice. <laughs> with how all of the trade federation is basically not humans. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean it's really relatable to to, to oh. think that suddenly when there's two of them that things are getting out of hand. Like, yeah, 
In that moment, I'm just like, oh, I feel for you. I feel, I feel like things get out of hand when there's two of them as well. Me too, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't remember any of the lines that those guys say in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Shallow <laughs> <laughs> goes into her tragic backstory, uh, seemingly not hearing him tell her his planet's name. I'm just going to read what she's saying, because mm-hmm. it's good. We had nothing. My mother tried to sell me to a Trade Federation exploratory vessel when I was six. I was too small. Out of pity, the captain gave me a packet of Nectros crystals. Imagine this little girl who sleeps on her mother's stained mattress in the ruins of a bombed-out paper mill. Nectros. You're supposed to sprinkle it in water. It makes things sweet and fruity, but I didn't know that. I didn't have fresh water. I'd stick my fingers in the crystals and lick them off. I rationed them, gave myself a treat once a week for months. I broke out in hives every time. It was the most wonderful thing I'd ever encountered. That was how I knew I had to leave my world. It was how I realized I was living in filth, eating garbage, and drinking poison, when off-worlders were so rich they could throw Nectros packets to children. I got into the Colonial Academy. How isn't important. I trained as an artist. I made it off-world and found I was still the lowest of the low. A pretty savage sponsor is put to work as a novelty. Under the Republic, I had nowhere to go. I could scrabble and claw against the sides of the pit until my hands bled and never climb out. When the Empire rose, it wasn't kind to me, but it rewarded success. Count Vidian saw some quality in my sculpture, an ability to visualize concepts in a way he couldn't. He offered me an apprenticeship, and my art fell to the wayside. I did horrible things, Sergeant. Sergeant, wow. I proposed mining the atmosphere of an inhabited planet, leaving its people wheezing the rest of their lives. I found ways to make slavery efficient again. I told him off I loved him and slit his throat as a favor to another. That's pretty sick, though. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) But I thought it was worth it. I climbed to the top of the hierarchy by being a damn good advisor. I earned the respect of men who thought generations of good breeding was the key to success. Now I know the truth. I never had respect. The Moths never considered me an equal. Darth Vader never considered me a threat. The Empire sent Prelate Verge, a brainless sycophant, after me while Vader was chasing rebels. The ruling council never saw me as anyone but a runt of a sculptor from a Blackwater planet. I gave up everything to defect, and they barely even cared. And that, my friends, is also the real world. Yep. Yep, they don't care how good you are if if you're still just a poor. Yep. But also, yep. stop trying to please them. Yep, it's not going to work. work. <laughs> uh, as she speaks, her rural accent starts to come back. Uh, she almost sounds like she's from Crucible. She's not, but Namir can kind of relate. What was the name of her planet again? You I don't think she says it. She doesn't say it. Oh. Um, <laughs> I really like that now Fun Dip is... is- in the in this canon in this book yeah well there's actually a thing <laughs> That's definitely so, what that is a comment do you guys have raro over there what okay no um so raro <laughs> is like just the scooby-doo makes yeah. <laughs> raro is like basically a similar thing it's like a sugar powder that you put in water and it makes juice um like kool-aid crystal light yeah i guess yeah. so. it's like a, it's it's just like a ubiquitous thing here um and like a very typical poor kiwi experience is just like getting raro and like eating it out of the packet because it's like all you can afford um yeah. eating and it's eating like your Kool-Aid sweetness straight out of the packet is a very like yeah. rural thing mm-hmm. at least in my experience like i grew it up is, in a rural yeah. community yeah like you know, it is very much the, out of the packet the pohara experience here um <laughs> like all of my flatmates can identify with this we get raro sometimes and it's like a treat it costs like 80 cents and still it's an exciting treat for us because most of like a lot of us grew Nostalgia. up without much money yeah yeah um, so I really related to Chalice talking about this um, a lot. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, her slitting the moth's throat is very cool. I do very love that. Cool. Everything else, <laughs> I would like to say that's cool. cool. Yeah, everything more else. Moth throats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just in general. Yeah. Namira is actually pissed because Hal and everyone else are dead because of the Empire caring so little about her. Apparently, he tells her that she owes the company and she owes him. She tells him that she's already given everything she has. Her debts are paid. Namira left leaves with nothing left to hope for. Twitch and some others get back from a scrap in the city, all bloody. Bran thinks it's a message. The higher powers of Ankara will want Twilight gone. At least, they're almost ready to go, though God knows where they're headed. Namir tells Bran that she should come to the senior staff meeting to help plan, but she refuses. He tells her she can't walk out, and she apologizes. Basically, she doesn't think she can be much help there, and she would rather uh, help in whatever way she can. She's not. She's she's a soldier. not a. She's not even a soldier. I think she says that she's not a captain, and she's not a soldier. Nope. Nope. She's glad that Namir found them, because the fresh meat would be dead without him at this point. Then she heads into the city to finish Twitch's fight for her. Namir doesn't actually know anything about how to strategize for such a big war. He's very used to small, small insurrections mm-hmm. and shooting. He wonders if he could convince Bran to let him come with if she does walk out. But he couldn't do it. Not really. He's here no matter how bad it gets. When he gets to the staff meeting ten minutes late with Starbucks, he's shocked to find everyone staring at Ka- Chalice. She looks totally unlike the broken woman he saw the day before. She starts the meeting. <laughs> I'm just imagining Namir coming in ten minutes late with like a caramel macchiato, and I'm just like, God damn it, Namir! <laughs> he's he's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt with holes in it, and, and like sunglasses on. Like, Look, yeah, Namir. I thought this drink, was a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Namir would drink long blacks. Okay, let's be real. What is a long black? What's a long? Oh my god, it's a. <laughs> Not it's all just, of us get to work at Starbucks, okay? That's also not an American Starbucks drink. That's right, it's not. Uh, not all of us get to work at Kiwi Starbucks, okay? This is just a Kiwi... This is a very typical drink here. Uh, it's basically just hot water and two du- and double shot. Oh, so it's an Americano. No. It's smaller than an Americano. It's served in quite a small cup. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Americano is a lot of hot water and shots. Well, it depends. Uh, you, can, you can request the size. Yeah, but even here, like, if you... Well, if you went to an old place and asked for a small Americano, people would just be like, yes, a long black. <laughs> ah, okay. So it's about um, eight ounces of liquid then, because two shots is about four ounces. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a very small drink. Um, It's just like a bit bigger than a short black, okay. which is two espressos. <laughs> two espresso shots. <laughs> Adopio. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coffee padron. Um, I love lin- linguistics lessons with Rogue Pod. Anyway, Starbucks, Starbucks, <laughs> Namir, not Starbucks, turns up 10 minutes late with a long black. <laughs> Chalice looks totally unlike the broken woman he saw the day before. She starts the meeting. She explains that the Empire has spent, sent most of its forces into the Outer Rim to find Leia and destroy the Scatter Rebellion. The Core World's defenses are weakened. Her proposal is for Twilight to head to Kuat. Which is a familiar name, I guess, if you know about Star Wars things, because it's where the Emperor's shipyards are that make the Empire's ships. Success. Quack. Kind of sounds like quack. Quack. The, the quack shipyards. The quack shipyards. <laughs> I found the name for my duck farm. <gasps> oh my god, yes. It's good. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Success in... Destroying the shipyards will cripple the Empire's ability to build fleets. Kuat's defenses, quack, Kuat's defenses are built for space combat, but Twilight is infantry. They're all about ground invasion. Still, 
it will be hard to actually get past the space defenses, so they're going to have to take like a roundabout route, do some other things. Chalice tells everyone that she and Namir have been working on this plan together since Hoth. He doesn't argue because that wouldn't be great. Don't a do great it. look. <laughs> um, Character growth. <laughs> yeah. He like weighs the risks of saying she's lying and not lying, and he decides that it's better to say just to stay silent. It is. He then asks if anyone has any better plans, uh, but they sure do not. Gadrin asks Chalice to leave the room. He faces Namir and tells him that Hal trusted her, and he trusted Namir way more than Namir realized. Gadrin wants to know if Namir thinks this is the right option. Namir says yes. Fongiz makes everyone vote, and it's decided. They're going to head to Quat. Before they disband, though, Hobra says there's one more thing they need to do, and Namir takes a moment. He gets there, and he's like, ah, shit, you bastard. Bran (laughs) Bran finds Namir and congratulates him on becoming captain. Well, temporary captain. He's still first sergeant. Sergeant. How do you say that? Sergeant. 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 Thank you. Wow, I play enough Halo, I should know this by now. You could say sergeant, though. It's kind of... Yeah, whatever you want. Sergeant. (laughs) She tells him that he'll do right by the company, and he thanks her for saving it. And she says that, with luck, maybe they can even win. We zoop off to Planet Madonna... Three. Planet Madonna? Mardona. Oh. <laughs> so it can be Planet Madonna now, honestly. Great. <laughs> Are uh, you saying that the Twilight Company has touched it for the very first time? <laughs> oh my god. Wait, what have they touched, though? <laughs> it! <laughs> Planet Madonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you could say that. Okay, you could. I will. I will say that. <laughs> and on planet Madonna, they are four days into Operation Ringbreaker. The Thunderstrike and the Apollana fly tight together so that their shields overflow with energy to destroy starfighters, which is a pretty sick plan, honestly. Namir's nervous. He's used to being on a dropship, not in command. Chalice tells him that they'll be fine and gets Tamander Tona from the promise to back her up. Twilight manages to outrun the fighters and the dropships are given the order to drop. Because that's what they do. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't think of a better verb there. It's fine. It's just your hesitation was too funny. Dude. Yeah. Drop. (laughs) Drop ships are the drop bears of of Star Wars. (laughs) You never know when they're just going to drop out of the air. They're just going to drop. What's that weird sound? Oh, it's just a drop ship. It's just a drop ship. Don't worry about it. It's just a drop ship. (laughs) According to Chalice, Madonna 3 is a warehouse world. Basically a place for the Empire to stockpile shit. Twilight is here to try and mess up the planet's operations, depriving its ability to supply its neighbors and forcing the Empire to reallocate resources. Chalice knows which pebbles to shift to cause an avalanche, and Madonna is one of those pebbles. The drop troopers dig in and sabotage everything they can, splitting and merging as they go. <laughs> drop troopers. <laughs> drop troopers. <laughs> drop shit. The word I wanted was Some shock troopers, choice. wasn't it? I wanted shock you know- troopers. We got shock troopers, we got drop troopers, they we got drop. all kinds of troopers. <laughs> we got every kind of trooper you need. They're gonna drop. <laughs> also, at some we point, Namir and Chalice also get troopers. down here, and I guess I missed how. <laughs> they dropped. They weren't. They, they, they were, dropped. They dropped. I swear to Clearly. God, I said they weren't in a drop ship, but I guess they are. <laughs> Anyways, Namir and Chalice are also there. <laughs> and Namir only fires his weapon Did once. Did you really drop to a planet if you weren't in a drop ship? These are the know. questions that keep me up at night. If a tree falls in the forest. Right. If, if a, a dropship drop falls to a planet and there's nobody there to see it, did it really drop? We'll never know. 
Okay, the Ma- word drop sounds fake to yeah, me. Yeah, yes. Gotta stop I'm saying sorry. it. I'm sorry for ruining <laughs> this word for everyone. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you, the woman who tried to kill Chalice way back, appoints herself as guard for Chalice and Amir. Great. The squads plant a bunch of iron mines around that will short-circuit whatever they hit. So, like, the tram lines that will block them up and people have to go deal with it. They basically is trying to put roadblocks in, like, all of the stuff. <laughs> Making it harder for the Empire. Namir speaks to the residents of the city block they're occupying, telling them that Twilight isn't there to hurt them and they won't force anyone out of their homes if they don't want to leave. But he does warn them that he can't guarantee their safety if the Empire attacks. The citizens are obviously not happy about this. (laughs) 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 But Namir also doesn't give a shit because he's like, we have bigger things to deal with right now. On the fourth day of the invasion, Namir is stewing about being stuck in command while the squads do the hard work. Chalice seems more at home, though he catches her disappearing into herself at times, probably disassociating from everything because of her trauma. Yeah, fair. Despite the residents who chose to stay causing distractions, the plan seems to be going fine. For once. At the end of the day, Namir's called to deal with a discipline problem. He finds Gadrin grinning outside a pod door where music is blasting. He tells Namir that Roach is his protege and he's got to deal with it. <laughs> Inside, Roach is dancing wildly and Namir is like, she looks like a happy child. She actually looks like the child she is. So, oh, it's it's like uh, it hurts. that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts. It's like really unfortunate for me that every time I hear or read the word roach, I just think of the horse from The Witcher. What oh if the horse was dancing, <laughs> dancing and grinning wildly? The, the horse finally beat their addiction, and like, <laughs> is roach actually a uh 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 yes. Uh, Thackwash? Yes. Oh my god, that took me a moment she to remember what Thackwashes were. Yeah, she has Oh my god. This is a little, like, Thackwash foal oh, dancing around. Yeah. Have oh, a no, great like time. A That's really cute. Oh man, they do love par- They do love dance parties. They do love dance parties. That's one thing we know about <laughs> Thackwashes. Oh, Roach is gonna throw a little Twilight prom. <laughs> Namia tells her that the volume is too much and they're getting complaints and that she needs to treat this place with more respect because it's not her home. And she's like, but I can stay, right? And he's like, yeah, you can stay. Oh. And she's very happy. When they leave, Gadrin tells Namir that he deserved to see her like that. Namir's just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Namir so much. I'm not vulnerable. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't have emotions. What I don't have a heart. About? Who the How hell dare are you? you? Yeah. How do you make me feel things? Okay, buddy. <laughs> An hour later, news comes in that Charmer's squad is in an ambush, and there's only one survivor. It was Corbo, not Charmer. <laughs> Charmer has Bye, been Charmer. incinerated. He took he took the Anakin way out. Yeah, he really did. I love Charmer. I love Charmer so much. This. this feels like, like honestly, this chapter Charmer dying in this just feels like the start of the end of Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, like. It's 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 like Bodhi's death, basically. It's like, oh, you mean K two? Oh yeah, K two's the first one to go out. Yeah, it's like K two's death. Yeah. Wow, Saf, <sighs> did you just forget the droid? No, I didn't forget the droid. I'm just really bad at time. Fair. <laughs> yeah, so say we all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's extremely evident today. Also, Bodhi didn't die. Like didn't a captain, he? he went down with his ship. That I means mean, the ship died. There so are multiple died. ways you could interpret that. It was off screen, so who would know? Uh, yeah, really? if you haven't seen the body, they haven't died. Bodhi is living happily ever after, glistening through eternity. 
I won't destroy that image for you. I'll let you live I'm with the that. Beaches of Scarif. <laughs> Jin and Cassian are also fine. Yeah, yeah, everyone's fine. It's good. Everyone's fine. There was just some nice fireworks in the background, and they enjoyed it, and now they're all happy. Yeah. Yeah. Except Churret. Churret dead. <gasps> yeah, Churret yeah. died. What the fuck? We yeah. did fuck? see him die. <laughs> so was K2, okay? We saw his body. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? You can't deny hard what? evidence like that. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, like, personally coming after Meg. Yeah, seriously. No <laughs> explainable reason. <laughs> Except for Cherry, you rolled dead. Like, why? Why do you even have to say it? God. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like Cherit, Charmer is now dead. Namir says they'll avenge the squad that got taken out. He and Brand and some others head out to get revenge. They find the troopers responsible and absolutely destroy them. On the sixth day, a storm covers their escape, and Twilight resumes its course for Quat with no further issues. And Namir honestly just cannot believe that they have this kind of luck. There's a funeral aboard the Thunderstrike for Charmer. His real name was Paul Andrusis, but Namir <laughs> can't remember ever hearing it aloud before this. No, because it's Gedrin a terrible and Carver name. Agar- what was it? It's kind of like it's, how the Mandalorian's real name is apparently Din. Dinjern. Dinjern. I love. I, I love saying it like that. But at home, it is called the Danger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I. And then car is like, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> the door is that way. Gadrin and Carver <laughs> argue over who will give the eulogy, and Gadrin relents. Did I say? I said, yeah, I said Carver. We're all good. There's a lot of C names in this. It's very confusing to me. Gadrin's a read. C name. I'm going to read this bit because Charmer is important and it, he deserves it. Okay. Carver and Gadrin had argued over who would eulogize Charmer at the funeral. Gadrin had ultimately conceded, and it was Carver who approached Hober and the charging station, handed over the blaster power pack ready to be drained. Ladies, man, Carver declared, and there was nervous laughter throughout the crowded vehicle bay. Was that how Charmer would want to be remembered? Namir wasn't sure. It seemed mean-spirited after what had happened on Black Tarsist. After the fight that had stolen Charmer's good looks, after the shrapnel of his brain had cost his ability to form a sentence without stammering. But then, Charmer had never given up the nickname either. Namir hadn't ever asked him about it. God damn. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> Just roll away. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Roach finds Namir and grabs his arm, and she's clearly concerned about him. When the ritual is done, Chalice steps up to talk to the ship. She tells everyone that she barely knew the people who died, but she intends to fight for victory for everyone here. It's the least anyone can do for their fallen. Afterwards, her and Namir drink together in house quarters. She tells him he's got the next speech, even if she has to write it for him. Mm-hmm. He'd felt wrong at the clubhouse, that he can't, can't participate in the morning when he gave the orders they got Charmer killed. He feels like it's his fault. Chalice tells him to rest, and that house quarters are his now. He suggests completely blocking off the quarters so nobody can have them, and she's like, for fuck's sake, dude, just oh take God. the bed. Like, dude. <laughs> she's trying to be nice. She's already moved all of her stuff to Sargon, um, Sargon's quarters. And so he tells her to get the hell out of his room, and she laughs. <sighs> I really love Namir and Chalice's friendship. I mean, yes, but... It's it's the best enemies to lovers story in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Anyway, that's our episode. I, no! think, I think an hour is probably nope, good nope, for our... Nope, nope, Twilight Leader is saying no. There's no Twilight Leader. That's not a rank. <laughs> so this you, is my rank now. <laughs> it's my rank now. Great. So... I guess because we're all reading our own things. I'm just going to lead us into this, which is last week's okay. question. 
which wasn't a question, was validate us. Say one nice thing about each host, and I'm forcing everyone to read their own comments for themselves because we need to learn self-validation <laughs> and accepting compliments. So we're going to do this. Um, <laughs> Is it okay if I read them in a self-deprecating tone of voice? No. I have to be genuine? Yeah. Like- yep. Yep. Oh, the this, is, this is Twilight Leader's rules. You gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have to do it too. Look, the nice thing is that we get to hear everyone else saying nice compliments about themselves. So it balances out. All right, I guess. So from Ben W, Meg, you're up. Meg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a dynamic person whose drive and fearlessness to stand up for yourself and against injustices in the world is incredibly enviable. Hey, that's true. It is true. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. It is. Danny, you march to no one's drum beat but your own. That's true. And thrive where others are just trying to survive. Less true. <laughs> Loving what you love and being who you are without bowing to social pressure. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, now I have to do this. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God, I yeah. didn't click this far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> What do you think would happen? Oh, God, I feel like Namir right now. <laughs> okay. Seth, you are a delight, encouraging an array of light, and still unafraid to call people on their BS because you're not afraid to be honest. I don't know how to be anything but honest. I'm not sure it's not having fear. <laughs> but thank you. Oh, God. Uh, Ash, you can roll with the punches better than you give yourself credit for, and your array of unusual skills shows your dedication to being good at things that you love to do. Aww. That was miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's only the first one! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I think we should just all take this line by line on this next one. Okay, that's okay. Alright, so Tom the Fanboy said, I can think of no better way to validate you than a song. R is for the representation you all provide. O is for the ones that I'd want on my side. G is for the good taste in other fictions. U is for unparalleled predictions. (laughs) (laughs) E is for every way you're extra. And P is for your passion for Panera. (laughs) Oh no, I got a terrible one. (laughs) O is for osteoplutocracy. Osteoplutocracy. (laughs) Osteoplutocracy. Linguistic Padrin. <laughs> I imagine there's something to do with bones. It's for, yeah, it's bones is the ruling class. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, the the the, Wait, the very sorry. common form of government where bones are in charge. <laughs> bones is the ruling class. <laughs> D is for the dad that Heath went off to be. R is for the random ways that you pronounce. Oh, I'm glad I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> o is for the othering that you denounce. Ash, you have to sing it. Oh God, no! <laughs> N is for how I'm never gonna give you up, never gonna let, let you, down, you down, never gonna never run, gonna run, around, run around, around and desert, desert you, <laughs> never gonna, never make, gonna you make you cry, cry. Never, never gonna, gonna say goodbye, goodbye. never gonna, gonna tell, tell a lie. lie. And hurt and you. Hurt you. <laughs> so did we just get rickrolled in we our did. own? Yes. Yeah. Compliments? Is that yeah, what's we happening? got rickrolled. <laughs> Thanks. Oh man. <laughs> Tom did actually give us some genuine answers as well, uh, but did not tag the Rogue Padron account. So. <laughs> oh, Tom, I'm not gonna go find that. Yeah. yeah. You know better than this, Tom. Yeah. Also, this was six tweets, so like you you pushed your limit as it was. <laughs> yeah. But those were a nice. Compliments. Like, thanks for the compliments. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> 
All right, Mika. All right, Mika said, Danny, you have become the funniest member of Rogue Pod. What do you mean, become? <laughs> From the start. Come on. Also, <laughs> thank you. It's very nice. Also, I will be, I'm so bad at this. Also, I will be forever grateful for the opportunity to gush about our interest you gave me and a lot of others on Encyclopedia. Yeah. Yes, Aww. that was a lot of fun to ch- talk with you and everyone else, including three quarters of Rogue, no, four fifths of Rogue Pod. <laughs> wow. Um, Ash, you made Skyhoppers my second favorite podcast, and I've managed to make my favorite even better. Aww. Also, I admire your abilities as a musician and a craftswoman. Seth, you are delightful. I appreciate that I've gotten delight twice so far. <laughs> You're a delight. <laughs> I love that the free episodes are always twice as long because you are so passionate about these books that <laughs> the show notes are basically all of the chapters. <laughs> I try so hard to condense him down. I'm so sorry. Do you, though? <laughs> I really do. You're doing great, Seth. <laughs> Thank you. Meg, you are the capital of Rogue Pod. And besides all of the important representation issues you teach people about, I always feel warm and fuzzy when you reply, Mika, to something I tweet. <laughs> Aww. Oh, you did it in the voice, That's too. how it, you that's did. exactly how that's I said, Mika. <laughs> Uh, X-Wings in History said, Ash, you're a natural fit with these weirdos. Uh, that it's like you've been here since the beginning. Spook. <laughs> Take it! <laughs> oh my god. X-Wings is totally right, though. Like, it does feel like you've been here the yeah. whole time now. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you are a nat- I, I guess this is a compliment. You're a natural fit for these weirdos. <laughs> yeah. The highest oh, wait. compliment. I just realized that I think I got X-Wings in History and Tom the fanboy confused with the compliments. <laughs> you did. Don't you worry. Did. Sorry, Tom, for throwing you under the bus like that. It wasn't you. <laughs> and also, X-Wings did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, I Seth, won't go that you far. Turn, you turn chaos into joy and joy into chaos. I never know how you're going to make me laugh, but you always do. <laughs> That's uh, my plan. Speaking of themes, Danny, you're the drummer in this band. <laughs> and not just because you're the editor. Your sense of humor sets the tone for this whole delightful mess. That is very sweet. I've never, never considered that to be the case. We're skipping this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, just so everyone... So, uh, we'll, we'll just say that people said nice things about Heath here, too, and we're going to wait till Heath comes yeah, back we're... To, to make him Yeah, his we're going to embarrass him when he comes back to record for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be yeah. great. And he has to do it alone, so it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. Heath, but I'm not, Meg. You're a god damn delight oh now i'm the delight you need to block so much delight to go around (laughs) you need to block out an hour each day in your overstuffed planner to appreciate how much happiness you've brought to this little corner of the world you've helped me enjoy my favorite things in new weirder ways and i'm better (laughs) that's the truest shit Uh, and then Paul said, the hosts are all great, funny, and talented in their own ways. Every week with a new episode uh, is made better by the Padron. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thanks for not making us read something about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul gets the, automatically gets the glistening emoji. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, do we have to give a glistening no, emoji? No, no. I'm, I'm vetoing glistening bodies for this not. one, honestly. <laughs> that is meant to be like too far. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, we got some anonymous ones, which is a little bit terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe they just didn't want to say things to our face, which is fine. That's fine. If I have to identify myself and read this out loud, then I really do want to know. Who I, this don't know. Is, but I don't I'm think I don't know if you understand how podcasts work, my friend. Yeah, 
anyway, so we got an anonymous. This was an email, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Meg, you're one of the most wonderful people that I know. <laughs> Somehow, every time I feel myself spiraling about mental health issues or frustrations that come with being a woman of color, and I log on to Twitter, there you are with words of encouragement or something to make me laugh. Thank you. You make life a little bit easier. It's true. You do make life easier. You do. Seth, I feel like I always learn something from you, but it's never in a I know more than you kind of way. <laughs> more like a I don't take life too seriously. By the way, here's a cool fun fact kind of way. To hang out with you would be an honor. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. A long black is like an Americano, but smaller. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Ash, you're an absolute joy and delight. We're just all delights. We're all um, delights. I'm glad RoguePod introduced me to you. I hope no- I hope nothing but good vibes finds you. Your outlook on life is one that others should copy. It's inspiring how you keep on keeping on. Aww. That's well, true. that's very nice. It is true. Danny, you are sunshine. Actual sunshine. Okay, scientist. Okay, I'm not. Uh, even when <laughs> you don't think so or you're having a bad day. There is no one like you and you never fail to make me laugh. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being a great internet crush. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. So, so this has never happened to me before, Denny. That's not true. I did get an email from a girl after band camp one summer, my junior year of high <gasps> school, um, and I was like, "Why are you sending me an email after band camp when we're now back in our separate? Like, what? <laughs> because it's scary to tell people how yeah. you feel. I know. I get it. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Thank you, anonymous. It's very sweet of you to say. And they also. <laughs> said that may the chaotic energy of rogue pod reign supreme but seriously you all deserve nothing but good things thanks for just being yourselves and sorry for any type thank you anonymous thank you you're great oh, this isn't fair sorry dinner leader also just texted me something nice and so i can't can't deal with this right now <laughs> read it read it out loud we're <laughs> share with the class fine uh he said that you're my favorite magical girl even more than adora and rayla Aww. Yeah, and I said even more than Adora, because he's obviously on a big She-Ra kick right now. And then it's the- He loves that big jock girl. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Big dumb jock girl energy. (laughs) Oh god, my type. Extremely my type. And then he says, grabs your face with both hands and gets real close. Yeah. Um, And now I'm just overwhelmed. (laughs) Anyway. Well. Speaking of internet crushes. (laughs) Speaking of internet crushes. (laughs) Speaking of getting crushes on people on Road Patron. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not yet actually this is from suara um oh, <laughs> suara does not suara, you're great have a crush. don't get the wrong idea okay suara buddy does not have a crush on people on rug <laughs> meg you are a heroic land mermaid who cons- who consistently and tirelessly fights for what she believes in inspiring others to do the same your passion for social justice and ensuring equality for all people is tremendous and shows how the depth of your heart is as deep as the sea Oh, thank you, Sora. Physiologically questionable, but otherwise very sweet. <laughs> Denny, get your science out of here. Yeah, we don't, we don't need science right now. now. It's a defense mechanism. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> science is my defense mechanism. It's going in my profile. Yeah. yeah, it should be. That's extremely good. <laughs> All right. He said, Ash, you're one of the most talented people I know. Uh, in your music, podcasting, depth of knowledge of Star Wars, Pokemon, anime, and various other topics. But besides that, you're a wonderful person, a wonderful and good-hearted person who I'm honored to call a friend. It's extremely true. You're like one of the, <laughs> one of the people with like 
an extreme range of knowledge of things that just impresses me so much. Danny, your trademark sincerity and vulnerability are aspirational traits. Your desire to learn more about the world and make it better, make it a better place, are core to who you are. Also, seeing you go on your non-binary journey with this vocal desire to improve the world has been inspiring. I agree. Thank you, Suara. Seth, you're an absolute hoot. Both figuratively and how effectively you can pull off an owl hoot or any other animal noises. I'm not going to lie, when I read hoot, I was going to go hoot hoot um, before I even read the rest of that. But besides that, you're passionately and fearlessly fight for what you believe in and stand as a wonderful example to the rest of us. Hell yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. Um, I will read this one because it's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> because like all of the things that Suara said about basically Suara wrote like a nice long paragraph and for all of Heath, us. Heath, you are persistent. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> That's like when was it Mika's review? Whose review was it? Who was like, and Heath is also there. <laughs> he's also there. five percent of the podcast because he's also there. <laughs> oh, I miss him so much. I extremely uh, miss I Heath. Heath. I hope he's doing all right with all of his moving stuff. <laughs> anyway, same. Ash, you're first. Am I first? It's, yeah. it's Ash. You're very cool in music. Meg, you're also very cool and responsible. I am responsible. This is from Liam, by oh, yeah. the way. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Liam, sorry. <laughs> yes. Danny, you are also very cool and know a lot of cool stuff. Seth, you are also very cool and funny. Thanks for making the best co- podcast ever made. Aww. Aww. I love the energy in this and one. The, I love the energy in this the one. The next one is from Dildev. I'm just going to skip over to no. <laughs> no, oh, you've got to read dinner so later. you got to read dinner. This is the worst. Uh, so this is from dinner later. <laughs> I love how the second half of this episode is just us torturing ourselves by reading nice things about ourselves. But also, it's making me so, so happy. so much about us. It's making me so happy to hear you all saying nice things about yourselves. It's bringing me yeah, so much joy. Three quarters of this is bringing me a lot of joy as well. Yeah. Meg, I love you not because of what you do for me or others, but because of who you are. You are... I hate this! You can you're, do it, Meg. I great. believe in you. Uh... You are funny and forceful and kind and smart and creative and passionate and completely unabashed in being you. You're the blueprint. Aww. Well, thanks, dinner leader. I love you very much. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Danny, um, I mean, it's it's really brave of dinner leader to say nice things to all of us considering how we treat him on literally every episode of this <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that. Like, this is, we don't deserve this, especially for you. <laughs> Danny, your enthusiasm and curiosity make those around you happier and better. Your commitment to both sincerity and silliness is admirable. Thank you. I, uh, yeah. And thank you for all the animal pictures. Anytime. Seth, I appreciate you for your love of droids and truly weird sci-fi. I love that you sometimes want to make the podron read some serious shit in between Crystal Star and episodes of Lego Star Wars. And it's a privilege <laughs> to get to see your insights in the game narrative and the game industry. I fucking love some serious shit. Look, real talk. Reading these, like, serious books also helps us appreciate, like, the lighthearted stuff more. Yeah. Um, but also, goes to show that we can make jokes about <laughs> any Star Wars We book. truly can. We truly can. <laughs> uh... Ash, I'm really glad there's someone on this podcast who knows something about <laughs> Excuse me, I'm here too! <laughs> your enthusiasm is infectious and your many creative talents are unmatched. 
It's true. Uh, this is from uh, Dylan. Ash, when I've seen you discuss your faith, it's clear that you stick to your beliefs, even when the popular, even, uh, even when it's not the popular, uh, the popular opinion of said faith. It's incredibly difficult to do, and you have untold amounts of strength, honor, and integrity for it. Let no one tell you otherwise. Wow, the timing on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, some good timing. Perfect. He doesn't know, but the timing on this was Perfect. really critical. Yeah. Uh, Danny, you're an incredibly welcoming individual, and I don't think we give enough credit to how much compassion and intelligence that requires, especially when the welcomeness is not superficial, but genuine like yours. Your honesty about yourself highlights your sincerity. What? <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Danny. Danny. Take that raspberry back. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good oh, raspberry. Okay, that right it was now. a raspberry of happiness. It can stay there. Obviously. Oh, you I love a happy raspberry. raspberry. Like, on, on, no. Don't make it weird, Meg. Um, Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I need that bumper sticker. Specifically, don't make it weird, comma, Meg. Don't make it weird, Meg. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Meg, the depth of how much you care for this world and for people cannot be measured. So how fortunate are we that we get that we can see glimpses of that depth in the countless expressions of yourself? Through your words, your writing, your art, and your very presence, the world is a brighter, better place. <laughs> Extremely true. Mm. Seth, courage you have in abundance. Whenever the situation arises, you do not hesitate to speak up in defense of others, even when it means making yourself vulnerable. This not only speaks to courage, but to compassion. A heroic combination indeed. Oh, oh I just, I do want to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say- You're my since- hero, Seth. Since we're all very emotional, I'm going to say something nice about all of you. Oh, no! Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Since I've been in Rogue Pod for the past, it feels like years Years. at this point. It feels like I've always been a part of it, to be totally honest. It does. My life, my life is made exponentially better just by you all being in it. You all are wonderful people, and you deserve every nice thing that everyone said about you guys today. So, so I love you, you all very much. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Bell. I'm so glad you're part of this podcast now because it feels right. It feels so right. I mean, we all keep saying it feels like you've been here the whole time, and it's true. Don't worry, I'll say nice things about the others too. Um, <laughs> I agree that my life has has become exponentially better since like Rogue Podron has come into my life. Uh, god five years ago now something like that um i honestly can't imagine my life without it like recording with you all is the highlight of my week and i'm so glad i can start my weeks doing this it's it's my favorite thing it's so funny that our recording time is like monday morning for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's great because it does mean i literally start my week with rogue quadrant it's the best danny would you like to say anything no, I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't know we had to answer the question. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't prepared either. I just did something nice. Like, like, y'all are fine. Like, There's literally like, no we pressure. Saying, when we were saying nice things and baby advice to Heath, and you read your card. Your, that card notice that you got in the mail. That's right. I mean, you all are like extremely okay people, and that's great. You know, like it's all people wanted. Love, to be love you too, awful. buddy. Uh, obviously i love you all very much Um, i didn't mean to put any of you on the spot i'm sorry you did well we should how dare you compliment us we should have known because we always answer the listener questions and we had not yet answered the listener question so ash i also want to hear one nice thing about yourself (gasps) oh god yeah wait what yeah you have to say something nice about about yourself right now 
I have to yep. say something nice about myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. My, 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 out of the turn's table. <laughs> Danny, you're going to have to do this in a second, too. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I am really good at teaching myself how to do things. And I think that's my most valuable life skill. I think that's awesome. That I, nice. can teach, I can teach myself how to do pretty much anything. That's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. that's impressive as hell. <laughs> All right, I'll go next, oh, I guess, because I already see yeah. nice things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I appreciate my ability to keep going, no matter what, and the fact that I'm still alive and kicking, and I'm still here, and I refuse to not be here. Yes. We really like that, too. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Danny. I have brown hair. Nope. Danny. I have green eyes. No. I'm wearing a hoodie. No. You're just Danny. saying facts. I... You're just feeling nice about yourself. Just say something nice. They're really nice facts, though. <laughs> they are nice facts. Why do facts. you hate my hair, Saf? I do love your hair. Thank you. Okay, but it's now really let's compliment cute. from Saf. You still have to say something yeah. nice. You still have to say something nice about yourself. <laughs> um, I, uh, I... I like the things that people have said about me being the drummer. I've never thought about myself that way before, but I kind of like that I'm I'm the one that keeps the beat and and uh, like I mean people don't know this, but like behind the scenes, I am often the one who is doing the scheduling and uh, the editing, obviously, and and kind of keeping us moving forward and thinking about you know what's next. Yeah. So Denny, um, yeah, Denny yeah, puts so much I work into this podcast that none of y'all see. Um, yep. But it's super appreciated. Like we wouldn't be where we are without Danny. I mean, Dan- this is literally well, this Danny's child originally. Yeah, this is literally <laughs> Danny's child. We would not be here without Danny. Yeah. Um, so I think that's extremely true. I would say that my contribution is equal to that of all the other hosts. But thank you. We all we all bring something special, and and what I bring is spreadsheets. Oh, gotta love a good spreadsheet. <laughs> yep. All right, Meg. Oh, we're all doing right, outros now. <laughs> nope, nope. You got to say no, something Meg. nice. Um. Uh, I made that case of like you have to be prepared because we always answer listener questions, but I didn't prepare anything. So really, I'm the <laughs> fool. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, as as far as compliments for y'all, um, Rogue Padron consistently is at the top of my list, an an actual list that I have for reasons to keep fighting through my really worst depression times um and it's doing this podcast and our listeners but also the fact that you three plus heath um have become some of my most important people in the world and um i don't want to lose that and so having that reminder um and having rogue pod and having you all who are all different in your special ways um <laughs> and i honestly could not ask for better children <laughs> to um i'm very happy and proud to be your mother and <laughs> i'm really glad that that's how it all turned out um as for myself i am really proud of the growth that I've made in defending myself and speaking up for myself and asking people for what I need rather than being too afraid to say something in fear of making them upset or that they'll say no. 
Um, and that's always been a big problem for me, but I've come a very long way and I still have work to do, but like, it's a noticeable difference. It's something that has definitely made my life better. I'm proud of you. For what it's worth, I'm really proud of you for that too. Thanks. Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) Oh, doing work is so hard. It's hard. It's hard. But selfishly, I don't want to imagine this world without you. So I appreciate all the work you're putting in to, to stick around. Big same. All right. Take us out, Sav. <laughs> Wait, no. Ash has to... Uh, Wait, we have to have this, a question this, Next week's question. Week. Oh, God. It's okay. I've written one down. We've got right. one. We're going to light it up a little bit for next week. Yeah. I really like this question. <laughs> oh, God. Why does my thing always do that? This week. What? Oh. Sorry, the Google Doc didn't yeah. update. Uh, <laughs> oh. This week, why do Chalice and Namir? What do Chalice and Namir do when they hang oh, out? Oh man. Okay, I like this listener question. More. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll answer it next time. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can hit us up with your answers to this question on Rogue Podron at Rogue Podron on Twitter. Our email is roguepodron at gmail dot com. Our website is roguepodron dot com. <laughs> Every dollar we earn. No, I've already done. The, have I done the other one? <laughs> yes, I have. Um, sorry, Ropodron is that one weird guy always busking outside your local, <laughs> <laughs> who's who sings covers, who who sax covers somehow always managed to segue back into a questionable cover of Careless Whisper. <laughs> Please give us a dollar. We swear we'll learn a new song at Patreon.com/slash Ropodron. You can subscribe by. <laughs> This is a direct reference to my time in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, whatever. Favorite podcatcher. Leave us a rating and a review on iTunes if you want us to spread more joy around the world. And also, it's nice. It's nice. We want to eat those stars. We're hungry. I'm so hungry. Y'all are nice. Oh my god. I'm spent. (laughs) Yeah, what an episode. That was... Not as much of a roller coaster as last week, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a different yeah, kind of roller coaster. It was like coaster. a flight simulator. Yeah, yeah. La- yeah, last week was like a roller coaster. This week was kind of like uh, <laughs> like the teacups. Yeah, maybe? you just real dizzy. At yeah, the end you need to sit down. I'm just real dizzy yeah. afterwards. <laughs> oh, I love the teacups. Because like yeah, because we got going. Because when you get going, the teacups you want to spin a lot and like, but then you realize your mistake, so you try to slow down, but. <laughs> But you can't. You can't. It's, it's too late. It's so you just lean into it. Point. You just lean and start doing it again. Yep. So anyway. Just keep spinning. Join us next time for Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company chapters 27 through 32. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew pew pew. Pew 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 p